coconut <laughs> coconut song. Uh, that's a good groove. I like that one. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, some may not. It's it's slightly corny, but um, it's still uh, uh, on multiple levels. It's still. Uh, it's still good. o'clock it's time for happy hour oh my god happy hours back the real happy hour here at mutiny radio uh we have a couple comics here we aren't open to the public just so you know this is open mic just for comics all the chairs are six feet apart everybody is distanced everyone's wearing masks it's amazing and uh we're gonna be right back with some comedy here at mutiny radio uh we have just a, just a couple comics and that's the thing. Thanks for donating to Mutiny Radio. Our Venmo is at Mutiny Radio, lowercase all one word. Or we have a GoFundMe right now to help us during these crazy COVID times stay open past September. Right now, monetarily, we're looking okay until September. But then, oh, my God, there's no money left. <laughs> so please uh, help us stay open in this time of nobody uh, working and not being able to collect revenue the way we usually do or did in the past because everything has changed but it hasn't uh because we're gonna have some comedy here at mutiny radio so uh, stay tuned thanks for listening i'm your host pam benjamin we'll be right back
signs are dumb. I should never do them. They're totally pointless. And the people that pre-sign never show up on time. And they just like waltz in whenever they want. And uh, then the people who are already here don't necessarily have an audience. So this can only go until 7 because that's when the outdoor comedy show starts. So I kind of want to get it started. And um, yeah, so we're going to do that. And Rachel, I'm so sorry. You're the first one on the list. What? Well, no one signed up first or second. And there's, I mean, we can make Billy go first. We can make Billy go first. Yeah, I can go first. All right. Hey, everybody. Clap your hands together. I'm excited. We're all six feet apart from each other. Everybody, Billy Sullivan! All right. All right, I'll start this off, guys. Good looks. I know what you guys are thinking. I'm, I'm cigarette in the arm now, guy. Or guy now. Damn, son. See, Andrew, I do suck at this. <laughs> Adam, man. No, I like that pentagram, baby. Hail Satan. Yep. Yeah, exactly, right? Jesus, I've already lost the crowd. Mister, born and raised in San Francisco, hit by a car. Yeah, literally, man, this is it. This is it. This is it, baby, we're here. How you doing, man, welcome in. Yeah, all right. I, um, God, the protests, man. I was at one of those today. Um, People don't understand the riots, you know what I mean? They don't get it, but like, me and my friends, we destroyed a cop car in high school, and we played lacrosse. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Death. Death, baby. Death. Um, yeah, I'm going full douche, dude. I'm just embracing it. Like, I got a skull on my necklace. <laughs> it's not a phase, Mom. Pam. Thanks, Mom. I am, I am Pam's failed abortion baby. 95. 95. Straight up. Yeah. yeah. I know. That always fucked me up when you're talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. What really? Oh my god, I always knew I had to touch a touch a soul in me. Yeah, I was racist. Whatever. It's just dumb. Anything I do that's racist is just because I'm stupid, dude, literally. I do work at it. It's like you do have to like you have to work at that shit, you know? And I remember I was on the uh I was on the wrong side of history when I was younger. You hang out with a bunch of goony white kids, you become a goony white kid. And, like, and during the protests and stuff, people are driving cars through that shit. Oh, my God. That's the most horrific thing when they drive. I've gotten hit by a car hella badly, you know? But I'm kind of envious of those protesters because they got hit by a car on the right side of history. You know, I was going to hang out with racist kids, you know? So it's like, damn, dude. Like, could have worked out better. But it was a hit and run, you know? He got away with it. Good for him. God damn. I like, you know, just like to riff up on this bitch. Uh, <laughs> how we doing, guys? Yeah, how we doing, guys? Literally. I, um, I'm having trouble watching porn because uh, POV, you want to you wanna pick a porn video where somebody has, like, a dick that looks like yours, but the problem is if you have a dick that lo looks like mine, you can't get into porn. Yeah. Yeah, it's cold-blooded. And that's troubling, too, because I'm so pissed I got a piece of my dick chopped off without my consent. You know, circumcision. That, the art of circumcision was invented by the prophet Abraham, you know, of the Abrahamic religion. 
religions, you know. That's why I like to talk shit about Abraham. You can get the Muslims, Christians, and Jews all at once. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Abraham was 99 years old when he invented circumcision. When's the last time you guys hung out with a 99-year-old? Think about that. That's a pretty gnarly experience. You know what I mean? It's just about the last guy you want to better you, rid your desires. Yeah. This is the way this goes, Andrew. Open mics, baby. This is the way this goes. Plus, I'm, I, dude, I let myself get addicted to cigarettes and hatred over this thing, over this QT, you know? Oh, look at that. I'm already getting the light because I haven't even said a joke. It's true. It's true. Yeah. All right. Well, it doesn't help that I look like Quentin Tarantino without any of the talent but with all of the foot fetish. Yeah. Yep, yep. Killing the energy, baby. Yeah. Wish ate more speed. Didn't need enough speed. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that was the first set of the night, and uh, it's only looking better from here, guys. Literally, can only go up. All right. I'm Billy Sullivan. Thank you so much for listening. And I'm sorry. Billy Sullivan and his hot takes on dick jokes. Yay, yay, and then yay. Fresh hot takes. Uh, your next comedian, she's a joy and a wonderment. And I just, every project I get to do with her, I, I love her more and more every day. Put your hands together for Rachel Pinson. The music's in our hearts, Pam. Music's in our hearts. Social distancing. That's why I've been practicing, you know, six feet apart, six feet apart. Keep it up. Everyone keeps talking about, like, you know, COVID started happening, and everyone's like, let's stock up on toilet paper. We're going to run out of toilet paper. We need all the toilet paper. All of it. All the toilet paper. Ah. So, yeah, I got a lot of toilet paper, but nobody prepared me for how quickly I was going to go through batteries, you know? It's lonely. COVID is a good time to break up with a clingy boyfriend, you know? It's like, hey, six feet or 100 yards, because that's what the court said. You guys know about the war on drugs? I lost a few good men to the war on drugs. George, Andrew, a couple Benjamins, a whole Jackson 5 once. That was a rough night. My mom was uh, really protective. She didn't let me do a lot of shit, right? I couldn't join the Girl Scouts because perverts, perverts. I didn't even know what that word meant, but she did and she was serious about it, you know? She didn't let me do any school fundraisers for the same reason and it sucked because when I was in sixth grade, I really wanted to go to our class trip to Washington DC. She said I could go, but I couldn't do any fundraisers and I had to raise the money on my own as a 12 year old in a recession. How was I supposed to get a job? I don't know. My dad said he would match all the money I raised so my grandpa, he would give me like $5 when I saw him. It was like his only form of affection. Like, hey, we're related. Here's some money. So I started with this $5. And I had this like drug addict sister who just had her second baby. And she comes up to me and she's like, hey, 
I know grandpa gave you $5. If you let me borrow that $5, I'll double it. I'll give you 10 next month. I was like, okay. And that kept going. She gave me 20 the next month, and then 40 the next month, and then 80 the next month. And then I, being a tiny baby loan shark for my sister, was able to go to Washington, D.C., right? Isn't that great? Yeah, but who really paid for that trip? Was it me, my sister, or the CIA? You know, I'm going to Washington, Mom. There's no perverts there. No, per right? Yeah, I don't know. So with everything going on, we hear a lot of the echoing, echoing like uh, similar messages, like fuck the police, like fuck the police, you know, fuck the police, you hear that, fuck the police all the time. But I say no, man, don't fuck the police, because that's how you make more police. You fuck them and they multiply. I say fuck a judge and get everybody off. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I guess I'll do old material then. Wow, there's like a, a guy in a serious mask out there. Like, <laughs> he's got some riot gear. What's going on? What's going on? Nathan's trying to stay protected <laughs> for all of us. One day, I remember when I was little, my mom said, someday you're gonna meet someone, you're gonna meet a boy and he's gonna be so loyal and so good, he's gonna be such a good boy. And then I got this dog, and she was right. She was right the whole time. Such a good dog, all I had to do was chop his balls off, you know? And he's been chasing after every ball he sees ever since. Yeah, he's a good dog. He likes comedy. He tells really good jokes, but they're all inside jokes. <laughs> hey, use your inside jokes! That's what I tell people. I just now decided. <laughs> I got this, uh, I got really cheap laundry um, detergent, and then my clothes started falling off. And I looked at the bottle, it was laundry deterrent. That's crazy. I got invited to a dinner party, but it wasn't a dinner party, it was a Donner party. And I wasn't gonna stay, but there was still free food. Did you know AIDS isn't helpful? It's not. Um. <laughs> Yeah, saying um, it's like I haven't done comedy in a while or something. <laughs> I'm really into nerdy guys, but that's really hard because I'm an extrovert with tits and that's like nerd kryptonite. I can't get them to look at me or talk to me, but when they do talk to me, it's online and they say really cute things like, hey, you spell misogyny wrong, you dumb bitch. <laughs> ah, be still my heart. But I do have a secret to get men to leave me alone. Do you guys want to know my secret? All I have to do is let them get me pregnant, and then they never talk to me again. <laughs> All right, thanks, everyone. Rachel Benson, everyone. It's hard to do comedy with a mask on. Like, it's hard because I can't see your mouth, and I just, it's, um, it's I'm going to say that it's 72% less funny with a mask on, <laughs> but your jokes are 150% funnier. I don't know. Uh, your next comic, uh, he's gonna do something. It's, it's you, why are you leaving? It's you. Oh, it's me? Yeah, do you want, oh. do you want Marcus to go up oh. instead of you? Yeah. Who's Mar are you Marcus? Marcus is right there. Okay, Hi, everybody Marcus. Sam Carroll, yay! 
Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. I, I also have a tough time watching porn, man. It's, uh, you know, it just seems, well, I got, I got dial up, so it just takes a while to load. Yeah. Nathan, what the fuck are you wearing on your face, dude? You look like you got another set of nuts on your face. And your head is the chode. You ch chode head ass. With your chode head ass. Did you get that at your job? I'm trying to riff on you, bitch. Get back in here. I'm just going to walk by and, and say what's up to the people in the studio. Like, I don't have a fucking microphone, dude. Like, I don't have a microphone. Do you see this microphone? It's 2020. You can Photoshop your gusto, man. That's what I'm up here doing. It's my gusto. It's my vocal prominence up here. Thank you, man. Thank you. It helps when I'm validated, too. It makes me more likable. They, oh, I, you know what? You're right. Thank you. Thank you. I, I am the most humble, I think, in the room or the world. I don't know. It's, uh, I'm, out, I'm out here in these streets all day. It's interesting to see what, what businesses are essential, right? You know? Speaking of speaking of porn, we we're already talking about it. Porn is essential. They haven't put a stop to that yet, you know. But what what are they gonna do? What are they gonna send the cops over to the porn sets to shut it down? No, no. Come on, man. You know what happens when cops show up to porn sets? Seen it a million times. You know, literally. I don't know. Uh, I, I would never. I would never think of masturbating to that though. No, never. I don't watch porn. You know, my mom. My mom raised me a good Christian. She said, you can masturbate, but you can't look at anything. You know, you got to masturbate to your imagination. But I, I, uh, I think I misheard her or something because, uh, you know, I would, just, I would just stand there doing my thing like, oh, Sam, you're so creative, Sam. Fucking, that one normally works. <laughs> ha! Yes! Acknowledge the bomb! Yeah. Um... My mom's a, my mom's a good lad though, she's a good lad. She uh, <laughs> starting to talk like Billy up here. She uh, you know she wants us to have she wants she wants her kids to have kids. It's understandable. She's getting to that age. She's starting to get afraid of death. Um, she actually sat me and my sister down the other day, and she said, you know, before I die, I uh, I want you two to give me grandchildren. I said, Mom, don't you think they'd come out a little fucked up? My sister goes, yeah, I can't have a kid with my brother in the middle of a pandemic. Come on. It's crazy. People are dying. With everything that's going on, there's a lot going on. 11-year-old kid died of the virus the other day. You don't have to feel bad, though. He was a smoker. Fuck him. I, uh, for this joke, lost my job recently. And, you know, no one's hiring, man. It's depressing. No one's hiring. It fucking takes a toll on your mental Dude, I called up the suicide hotline the other day. Fully staffed. Fully staffed. They're not hiring. Suicide hotline's interesting, though, you know, because, like, are they paying those guys on commission? You think? NorCal's got some fucked up suicide rates. We really do. We love to just off ourselves. You know, like, if you go to the BART or the Caltrain, you'll see they, they have a suicide hotline number on them. And if you know, like, the BART number is different from the Caltrain number because they just can't handle all, all the they can't handle the whole the, the fucking load the demand yeah so you know what I like to do is I like to call up the Caltrain one and be like dude I'm about to jump in front of the BART 
Be like, hold on, we're transferring you. It's not my. It's not my. Uh, it's not my niche. I don't know about those railways. Yeah. Yup. I don't. I don't. I don't think you should ever kill yourself, though. And not just because it's illegal or a sin, but uh, murder's wrong. You know. Like I got a mass shooter friend. You guys don't know him. He got away with it. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. Just messing around up here. Switch gears a little bit here. Uh, hoarding is a hoarding's really interesting, you know, because uh, they get shat on in our society. But there's actually some real evolutionary advantages to hoarding, you know. Like what is hoarding? It's it's never throwing anything away. Native Americans, they were all hoarders, right? It's not the case today. It's it's old fat white ladies. Um, you know, they're dealing with that curse. Maybe they built their house on a sacred burial ground. It's the only way I can I can come to terms with that. Hoarding's hoarding's got those evolutionary advantages, man. Also, lots of tribes used to rape and pillage each other. This was very commonplace back in the day. But if you were a hoarder, if you just had so much shit, you know, stacking deer skins up to the wall and your woven wigwam, you know, may and someone came through and they're trying to rape and pillage your shit. Maybe they just pillage your ass. Maybe they skip the raping entirely. You know, just make up for the raping on the back end. Where it's more efficient. Someone who doesn't have as much shit. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I'm going to do. Thank you, guys. You guys are amazing. Yay. Um, don't forget to give me money, everybody. Uh, you can Venmo at Mutiny Radio, or you can put 2 to $5 in the thing, because... It costs money to keep this place alive, and there's no money anymore! I don't have any money. Okay. Uh, your next comedian, he, he's, he's, I'm really glad that he's uh, made it out to see us. I, he had a really great set uh, outside at Fairyland the other day in Oakland. Clap your hands together, everyone, for Marcus Howard! Hell yeah, what's up? How are we doing, mutiny people? What's up, you guys? I, uh... I have been quarantining successfully, you guys. I have. I've been uh, been watching a lot of TV lately. I started watching the show Vikings, uh, which is actually, like, we know Vikings, right? Like, they're those, like, super manly, like, conquerors and stuff. Uh, it taught me a lot about Vikings. Like, I learned that all Vikings come from Sweden and Denmark, uh, which also means that all Vikings sounded like people that came from Sweden and Denmark, too, you know? They're just running around like, oh, no, Hans has this berserker's rage. Oh, no, we've come to pillage your village, you know? Like, that kind of thing. Like, uh, And, like, y we all know, like, I, I like Sweden, right? Like, Sweden, that's Ikea. We know Ikea, right? Like, Ikea, that's the company that makes ex uh, furniture exclusively from sawdust, right? Well, they used to also make furniture out of human bones, so... Uh, that's a long history. I've uh, I've also been quarantining with my girlfriend. She's white. Yeah, I'm a traitor. Uh, no, but uh, she. Uh, but uh, that means that I've also have uh, gone on more hikes than every black person in existence, except for that one time, like 400 years ago, where motherfuckers were crazy about hikes up north. Uh, but no, my. Uh <laughs> So we've been doing the hiking thing, and I always, uh, I'm curious about this. Like, women always like to go to a place with, like, a really nice view, and I, I don't understand that, because, like, whenever they want to go to a place with a nice view, I'm always just like, you know that I could just finger you at home, right? Like, why are we making this spicy like this? Um, let's see what else. I, uh, I recently got promoted at my job. I got promoted 
to the title of therapist for all of my white friends' guilt uh, lately, and I'm fucking over it, you guys. I'm tired of this bullshit. Uh, like, seriously, if someone told me that this is what I'm going to have to go through every day for the rest of my life for us to stop racism, then I'd say I want racism back because I can't deal with it anymore, you guys. Like, if we did it for 400 years, I could do it for 50. Um, but it, it's it's a little it's it's cool like seeing that there's uh like all my white friends right now that they're allies for like the Black Lives Matter movement uh, because it just makes me feel like oh my God I only choose the good ones which is really great for me uh, if only that could happen in my dating life ladies uh, but no but uh, but I, I went out to some of the protests and I, I like I said I think it's cool that we have all like these white people that are like helping protests and their allies, but I feel like the rhetoric gets lost with like some of the white protesters because they're a little too extreme. Like, you know, we're all out there protesting and we're like, uh, stop police brutality, yeah! Stop redlining, yeah! In mass incarceration, yeah! Some of the white protesters are like, yeah! And kill cops, what? No. <laughs> kill nobody, dude. That's exactly what this is like all about. What are you guys doing? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so there's the white protesters and the guilt and all of that has become very annoying for me. Uh, I'm going to go back to my girlfriend. So she and I, we've been quarantining together. We've been having a really good sex life, you guys. It's been nice. Uh, but she's, in, she's, into, uh, she's into dirty talk, and I'm not good at it, you guys. I'm, like, I'm terrible at dirty talk. I'm awkward. I'm weird. Like, like I'm a standard guy when it comes to having sex. Like the way that I have sex is like mostly silent, and then there's that last part where I sound like somebody like sucker punching me or something uh but yeah so she's into the whole dirty talk thing she wants me to do it and like i said I, i'm bad at it i'm awkward at some point i'm gonna say something that throws off the mojo like the other night we were having sex and she was like oh i want you to uh, talk dirty to me humiliate me and i was like yeah you like that you dirty whore with your stupid nipples and she was just like no bro and we had to fucking hit the brakes and start all over again dude killed the mood for us but I like her a lot, dude. I really like her a lot. So I actually wanted to get better at this whole dirty talk thing. So I actually Googled how to dirty talk. Like, that's a thing that I typed in my computer. Like, the government now knows that I'm not shit in the bedroom, you guys, and it doesn't feel great. <laughs> uh, but uh, across my research, like, I, I, I tried to do a lot of research. And I found out, you know what, there's no information out there on how to dirty talk for guys, okay? There's plenty of videos out there for women, but there's none for men. Like, I now, I've seen, like, some videos and stuff, so I now can say, like, ooh, daddy, fuck my tight pussy, but I don't think that's what she's looking for, and so it's a little weird. Uh, <laughs> in my research, I actually came across some of those uh, Cosmo articles, you know, the ones that are, like, 17 ways to spice up your night with your man. And you know what? After reading some of those articles, I am certain that none of the women that write them have ever had sex with a man before, okay? Because the advice they give is insane. Like, the stuff that they say is like, one of the pieces that I saw said, ladies, try sucking your man's balls with ice cubes in your mouth. What is that? Okay, like, ladies don't have to do that. La ladies barely have to be there, okay? Like, it, it's just weird. Guys are normal. Anyway, uh, we're not. Okay, I'm done, you guys. I've been uh, Il Shabazak. Oh Good night. So this one time I had this guy's balls in my mouth and I was super drunk on red wine and I threw up in my mouth a little and then I didn't want him to know and I didn't want to get it all over my bedspread so I swallowed it. Uh, your next comedian, put your hands together for Nathan Lowe. They say he's got to go for the Godzilla. Yeah. 
Hey, I'm not a guy. Can you hear me okay? Hold on. What's up, guys? Hello, hello. Clap for yourselves. You made it out here. You guys having a good time? Rachel refuses to clap. Clap for Rachel refusing. See, I did that? Turn it around on you. Now you got to clap. Manipulation. I'm all about it. Guys doing good? I was, uh, I was on my way over here, and it was really interesting to see, like, which businesses decided to board up and which ones, like, were true to their brand. They're like, no one's going to rob us. Like, Best Buy, yeah, expensive stuff. Definitely boarded up. But Office Max? I don't think any rioter was like, hey, you know what I need to get? Organized. <laughs> yeah, dude, we need to get organized. No, 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 I need, like, I need folders. Files, tabs, I need a, I need a calculator to calculate how much money I'm saving from looting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's weird during all this, man, like seeing the protests, all these signs. Some of them don't make a lot of sense to me. Like one really stood out. I don't know if you guys saw this one. Did you see any signs that said silence equals consent? Like Me Too didn't just happen? It's not consent. As I learned that. I learned that. <laughs> I didn't like learn. Uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> oh my gosh. Guy walks into a bank and, uh, and takes his mask off and the teller goes like, shit, are, are we about to get robbed? <laughs> Adele recently lost a lot of weight. Clap for her. Very, very proud of her. But Adele lost all that weight. Now, how are we going to know when it's over? Because usually it isn't over in, until... I, I didn't say it. You guys thought it. <laughs> Speaking of pedophiles, we don't know anymore, Rachel. We don't know who the pedophiles are. Could be anybody. You could come up to me right now and you could be like, you know what Steve Irwin was doing to those snakes? And I was like, fucking what? He was doing that? I believe you. I believe you every time. <laughs> Man. He's really in some hot water, isn't he? Chris D'Elia. Oh, my gosh. You think Woody Allen ever walked past to Build-A-Bear Workshop and was like, yeah. Because he did that. He did. He built his own. Married his daughter. <laughs> Man, this is a wicked set. I'm so pumped. <laughs> this one's on film. Uh, okay, so lethal injections. Let's talk about them. When you're getting a lethal injection, when you're in on death's row and you're about to go under, they will give you a last meal. And it can be whatever you want. You think anybody was ever like, uh, can I have uh, heroin? Could that be my last? I'd want to go out that way. I'd want to just turn it into a trip. How much would I take? I would take a lethal dose. Because then everybody wins. Still a lethal injection. I, <laughs> I crossed my eyes. I dotted my T's. <laughs> oh, I went through all that way too fast. That's it for me, guys. My name's Nathan Lowe. All right.
Hey, Rachel, don't cross the threshold with it. Oh. Okay, 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 good. Yeah, just don't cross the threshold with it. Yeah, there you go. Thanks. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Okay, so make sure that everybody's definitely distanced in their chairs, six feet apart. Um, also, keep in mind that we can only have as many people in here as there are chairs. So um, that's how that goes. Does who know? I don't. Are you a comic? Are you? We're not really open to the public right now. Oh, are you together? Okay, I'm sorry. I didn't know. I'm just. It's really these COVID times are crazy, and we're not open to the public. But if you're, if, I, I just have to know everybody in the building. That's all. And then everybody, I'm sorry, it's so stressful because I don't know if they're coming after me or, you know, we, I, do, you, do you know what I mean? Like, just so we've got the distance. Um, please uh, don't forget to put money in the jar. Thank you, Mauricio, that's so sweet of you. Um, that's all really great. I don't mean to be, like, super stressed, but the idea is, like, I just, I don't want to get in trouble. Okay, because I've gotten in trouble in the past. All righty then. Um, your next comedian, um, do you want it to be Aaron or Pancake? Do you guys want a Rosham? Okay, everybody, Aaron Atkins! Hell yeah, guys, I got no new jokes. I'm just gonna scroll through my phone, tell me if it's funny or not. Um, really bad at, like, talking dirty, you know? I feel like it's a once, like, it's a very great, like, the first time I ever did it was really liberating because you can just kind of say whatever, you know? You're like, oh, you fucking like that, you know? Just, like, whatever. Uh, and I was talking to this girl. I was like, oh, you like that? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, do you fucking like that? And she was like, yeah. And then I was like, do you want to have 3A with your sister? And she was like, no. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. That was a bad mistake. And she was like, it's fine. Um... Uh, you really gotta get. You know what you never hear a crackhead say? Man, that hit the spot. <laughs> you, you never hear it. It's just, dude. Why am I trying to do comedy when I go up here and I'm just fucking? Um, I had to do. Uh, okay, how to be funny? This is a note I wrote. How to be funny? Just be fucking angry at everything. Like, uh, you'll do some crowd work. Hey, where do? What's your? What's? Where do you work? Fuck San Rafael! San Rafael fucking sucks. I went there and it fucking sucked. It was ass. Smelled like fart in there. Am I right? <laughs> Crushing, dude. Holy shit. What am I doing? Why do I try? Why do I memorize jokes at home when I just come here and eat? Oh, okay. <sighs> hey, did you hear about the cat that died on that spaceship? Yeah, it was Curiosity. <laughs> um, hey, I um, I just had to do a medical procedure on the lead singer of the police. Yeah, it was a sting operation. Woo! I'm on fire. Um, I'm gonna write. Never mind. That one's just stupid. Stop, drop, and roll. Oh, because I'm on fire, right? I thought this was some crowd work, and I was like, no. Can't do it. Whenever anyone says anything to me while I'm on stage, it's just like, oh my god, do I have anything funny? Uh, we should have called cows moose, <laughs> right? Because they moo, it would have made more sense. 
Um, my parents just got a divorce. Ha 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 ha! Right? Yeah, that's sick, dude. This Sunday, that was recent. My dad's fridge is just like one jar of relish and half a bottle of brisk iced tea. He lives in Berkeley now. I was like, what are you going to do for food now? He's like, well, Burger King has that two for six dollar deal. All I got to do is figure out lunch. <laughs> I was like, breakfast and dinner, dad? Like, that means that he's getting a Whopper, eating it at night, putting the other one in the fridge, 8 a.m., balls deep in another Whopper. <laughs> Awful. What a... King shit. That's half of my jeans right there. King shit. Um, I used to, there's this donut shop I used to go to called The Donut Addiction. And every day I'd be like, my friend fucking died from that. Um, <laughs> it's not funny. Uh, and they'd play Third Eye Blind and I'd be like, do, 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 do. Great song. Uh, is this better than my comedy? Just me scrolling through my, um, it's great for listening. I just like, um, dude, there's this guy that won Chopped. This is also not a joke. Uh, there's this guy, I was watching Chopped All-Stars. Uh, for those of you who know what Chopped All-Stars is, uh, no, fuck that. I'm not going to explain the show. It's where people cook food and then like, no one eats it. They just have a bite, and they're like, terrible. I was watching <laughs> the all-star version where everybody, like, where they bring back a guy, and they're like three people, right? And one of them was like, he had, when he won season two of Chopped, it was the most emotional ending of all time. And they showed, like, his daughter coming out and, like, hugging him and crying. And then he won the all-stars thing again. How's his daughter going to top that, dude? What the hell? You got to come out there and just cry so hard you puke? Thank you. No hits, only misses. All right. Um, dude, did I just tell you about how I used to be on True TV? I was on True TV one time. I was on, um, I, well, I was on a magic show called The Carbonaro Effect. You've heard of it? Dude, have you ever seen episode 100? Bro, <laughs> you got to see episode 100. I was on that shit. I responded to a Craigslist ad that was like freelancing. And the description was just like, do you like to freelance? We have a freelancing opportunity for you. And I was like, I'll fucking freelance, dude. I don't <laughs> like no money, just like freelancing. And so I showed up and then like they brought me to a boat and they're like, you're going to be doing this wedding party. And I was like, okay. And they gave me a vest for some reason. And they were like, button it up all the way. And I was like, okay, get to the boat. There's no one there. I'm not a great story time. There's no one there on the boat. And I was like, weird wedding party and they're like no 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 everyone's upstairs i was like okay i go up there there's no one there's just like this one like like credit union looking guy like in a button-up shirt and he's like have a seat <laughs> and i like walk over to him and he's like what is your name I was like, my name's aaron he's like are you from here and i was like no i'm originally from san francisco and he's like cool did you move out here for like i don't want to have the small talk right now do you just tell me what i'm gonna do and he's like remove these champagne glasses from this box I did it, and he's like, excellent. And then a porta potty falls over, and he was like, oh. And I was like, what was that? And he was like, someone was going to get in the porta potty, and it was going to fall over. And yeah, I'm working out the story, but the thing is, I don't have any jokes for it. So <laughs> I was hoping, like, I was going to find something funny. Let me get off stage to something funny. And until then, you're all my hostages. 
Um, okay. I'm going to risk getting canceled. My worst fear in the world um, is accidentally saying the N-word on stage. Not because, like, I'm thinking it or anything like that, but I just, like, used to have a bunch of jokes about vinegar. Crushed. Let the record show that that just killed. Thank you, everybody. Aaron Atkins, everyone. Crushing with no jokes. What a genius. I love him. Keep those hands clapping for your next comedian. It's Pancake. Hi. Uh, let me fish out. No, I'll save that. Um, black. If if I ever were to wear blackface continuously, I would only do it if I were driving, so I could get pulled over and they'd be like hey, guess what? And I'd be like, no, hey, you guess what? And I wipe my face and they're like, oh, shit. And I'm like, yeah, this is, this is the 12th time this has happened in the last week. And this never happened to me before. I was doing everything correctly. And it could be my seventh time being pulled over, but I'm going to say my, it's my 12th for sure. Um, listen, listen, um, you ever wonder what all the stains in my car are from? <laughs> well, it's just where I tried to peacefully detain a spider. Uh, uh, look, look, every night since Mr. Floyd's passing, murder, I should say, uh, I'm sorry to bring it up. I just wanted to be correct when I brought up his... Um, so so ever, every night since... His death, it, uh, uh, we, we've all been locked down, right? But uh, so, so I'm locked inside, and it's starting to sound like the happening or the fucking mist outside. Uh, now, uh, look, uh, when I say I saw this article, you reply, what did it say? Okay, so I saw this article. I don't want to hear about it. I don't know, but I'm an expert in the headline. Um, I, I'm a head, yes. Uh, but I have been doing some light reading. This is the New York Times business section. And if I could direct you all to the back of this, you would all see how far back and to the left those libtards have become in New York City. Behind every great restaurant is a woman. That means stay in the kitchen. <laughs> that's all. That's all I'll say about that. But you might, you might ask me to change my name to McKenna Stink because I am sure. Uh, honk me at three, Pam. Um, <laughs> homeless. Uh, look, as you can plainly hear in my voice, I am a Lyft driver. Uh, so I was giving this guy a ride, and, and my passenger was, was looking at this impoverished man on the corner with a sign, and I said, and he said, hey, wh what's that say over there? And I said, oh, gosh, it says, uh, anything helps. God bless. And I was, uh, I was like, 
<laughs> my God, you're you're using um homeless man's sign. Fuck, I, I fucked it up. Um, look, if you're so poor, where did you get those tattoos? Um, I had a dream that I was washing my hands in the restroom with men and women. Call me crazy. <laughs> Call me McKenna Stink. I'm Pancake the Syrup King. Pancake the Syrup King. We're running out of time uh, because we start our outdoor clean show at 7 o'clock for the people that will not gather. Uh, but right now, I've been seeing him a lot lately in those shows in Oakland where we've all been outside and and peacefully distancing six feet apart. Clap your hands wildly for Josh Kahn! Okay, hello everybody. Happy uh, Juneteenth to you all. And I, I do mean it is joyous because we get to have these great conversations with each other. And I just, I appreciate all you guys. So, much. Does you, so does this, do I look sunburned? A little bit? Does it, can you tell? I took out the glasses for those of you listening. This is good radio. Um, I'm not sunburnt. I just like got slapped in the face, but only on the forehead, or like no. It's I'm joking. We were it, we were we were at a march, and we were doing a little day drinking. And I'm half Asian, so only half of my face turns pink when I drink. It's just this part up here. <laughs> and then my girlfriend, who is like that. Okay, my girlfriend is so white. How white is she? She got her 23andMe back. It was just a blank sheet of white paper. Thank you. So we went to this march today and uh, just like got super horribly sunburned because she's trying to like rid herself of her white privilege one freckle at a time. You know, a great place to do it is a uh, Black Lives Matter march. I encourage you all to go to them. They are fire, man. They're fire. But anyway, so let me paint a picture of the future for you here. Uh, this is all going to be about protest shit, by the way. Um, but let me paint a picture of the future for you here. The year's like 2028, 20, something like that, 2030. Bill is going to have married Sue, even though no one's named Sue anymore. But anyway, Bill is going to have married Sue, and they're going to be together. They'll have been happily married for eight years. You know, they'll get married this year. And uh, they'll look back at each other one day. They'll be having a random conversation about something totally like, like pizza toppings. And he'll say, oh, Anchovies are the penultimate pizza topping. And she'll say, that's so crazy. I went to a march in 2020 with a guy in a mask who I never got to see his face who said that exact same thing. And then they're going to figure out that they had this whole beautiful day together back at a protest march and then got married without even knowing it. <laughs> Is that maybe some of it's not funny. It's just beautiful to me. Like, I just I like I like thinking about that. They're gonna be like, oh, my God, that was you. Like we've been fucking, we moved in together like six years ago. That was you the whole time. I hate anchovies. This this is over. We're done. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I'm just you know I'm just working around. We were I've been up all night at like fighting the police and marching all day and committing zero felonies. Totally not doing anything. I do not do that. For sure, I definitely don't. Um, but I really don't want my face photographed at protests, like by any, like one or any anywhere. So I'm pretty religious about having the mask on. It's gotten to the point where 
like with cigarettes, it's not just the nicotine, it's the addiction to like doing something. So now that addiction to doing something now is incorporated the mask. I'm so used to being at a protest and smoking cigarettes that now, even when I'm not at a protest or wearing a mask, I will go to pull aside my mask to take a drag of my cigarette. Does that not happen to any on you? This is going so well, dude. This is awesome. This is the way I wanted it to be. Um, I'm just gonna have this special mask that has the hole just for my cigarette though, so that like I'll fight COVID while getting cancer at the same time. Um, Clarence Thomas, the Supreme Court judge, was at the protest today, and he was basically saying, you know, he he was saying like, you know, Biden's not gonna do it for you guys. He authored three strikes back in '94. He's not gonna do it for you. And somebody next to us yelled, "Fuck Biden!" And everyone was like, yeah. And then this one like really uncomfortable guy on a on like a blanket down here, he was like, fuck Biden, fuck Trump, right? Isn't that what we're, well, I, I just pointed, I was like, you're the one that needs to be here, bro, see ya. <laughs> yeah, but I totally would never do like graffiti like a double digit number of times in public places. Um, Estás escuchando a Mutinia Radio, punto FM. Yeah, so now from now on, whenever you hear it, the word vote, just replace it, replace it with the word loot, okay? From now on, voting is a euphemism for looting. Just take it any way that you want. Like, this election season, the most important thing that you can do is go out and loot. Rock the loot. It doesn't matter if you loot the left or you loot the right. Just make sure that you go out and loot this November. Yeah, just, you know, these fucking racists, we're just going to turn away from them with uh, our dollars and our and our energy and our that we should be devoting to each other in our communities. And so that's just really all I wanted to say today about marching and stuff. And thank you for listening. Josh Kahn, everyone. Stay safe when you're marching and stuff. Yay. Yay, Josh Kahn. Yay. All right. Your next comedian, put your hands together for Mauricio. Right. Man, every time I hit this stage, I'm always like, this is the stage where that one comedian got socked in the face, man. It's like I'm one step closer to television, man. I'll take it, right? I'm ready for that one, man. <laughs> That's part of the dream. Uh, one thing I've been doing, I've been contemplating a little bit. Uh, one thing I, I realized that I realized that there's still people who I hate more than uh, Trump supporters who are racist on the Internet, right? Like, uh, I realized that I'm, like, I've been through a couple of shambles before COVID, and the only people that are starting to piss me off are homeless people who tell me stories of how much better they're doing, right? I hate this shit. Like, uh, one guy in uh, a street corner in Oakland was like, this is what's going to go down, man. Don't trust the government. What you should do is not pay rent and get an RV and get out of here, you know, and be free. That's what I'm going to do. And I was like, but you're fucking homeless. <laughs> like, I don't believe you, right? And, like, uh, I hate that one time this homeless guy, like, uh, I went through a breakup before uh, COVID happened, right? And uh, I was all, like, sad, and a uh, homeless guy, like, sits next to me in Chinatown, and uh, he's like, oh, man, I get you, man. I understand, man. I, I went through a breakup, too, recently. I was like, wow, okay. He's like, I messed up. I was like, how was that? You know, he's like, well, it hurt me, man. You know, it's uh, it was me and Susan Sarandon, you know? It's like <laughs> we used to run a charity together, you know? I miss her. <laughs> I was like, all right, man, I'm... Getting tired of this, you know? <laughs> uh, 
one thing I can't stand is uh, I guess I'm back to listen to hip hop. I don't know why. Like as I get older, this shit is like cartoon characters, right? It's like it's no longer like Tupac's and Ice Cube, right? It's like these little punk kids that don't know how to rhyme, right? That's like what everyone's into. And I hate this one. I hate when they gloat about how crazy they are. Like, there's this one video where this like black kid holding the red cup like that, right? And he's holding it. He's like, "I'll go crazy because of the fucking liquor in this cup. I'm fucking nuts. You don't want to fuck with me." I was like, "You know what? Me and my friends did in Seattle with that same cup. We like lit a car on fire by accident and took the license plate off and ran away because there was also acid in that cup. You know." We went hard in Seattle. One thing I can't say as I get older, at 33, there's a lot of piece of shit friends who I used to party with, get rowdy with, that we can't hang out anymore because they're all ashamed of what we did in our 20s. And that's it. I remember when like, I ran into one of them at the grocery store. I was just like, oh, man, hey, Brian, how you been? He's like, oh, man, I'm laying low, man. I'm just focusing on my job. I'm laying low. He's like, Mauricio, how are you doing? I was like, I'm getting fucked up every night till it's out of my system. So that way, when I meet Mrs. Wright, I'm not going to cheat on her, you know? Right? It's because it's out of my system. It's like, can we say that we were like poetry in motion? Come on, you know? Like one friend is so ashamed because one night at his house party, he got so wasted, he took off all his clothes and he took out his mattress into the backyard, lit it on fire and started speaking in tongues and got the wrong girl pregnant. Yeah, straight up. We can't hang out anymore. I was like, dude, it's like, why didn't you guys stop me? I was like, you looked happy, you know? And like, I thought you were in love. <laughs> like, let's hang out, you know? I was like, I always tell my friends, like, at least we weren't, like, urban outfitters sad. We dared to dream, you know? I'll never forget one of my first times when I was, like, mentally destroyed in Seattle. Uh, I was like, I hate one thing. I'm a mushroom addict. Like, I do a shitload of shrooms. Like, I do, like, three eighths, and I foam through the mouth, and that's a good time for me, right? And I don't care if I have demons the next day. I hate when people gloat about how, like, they try to understand my craziness of a world. I had like this punk kid at a mic one time. He came up to me. He's like, I finally did mushrooms for the first time, man. I understand your world. <laughs> and I was like, did you throw all your possessions out into the street, punch your best friend in the face because you thought you were Jesus and that was a test? You know? <laughs> and then uh, you pissed your pants and woke up in front of a corner store? He's like, no. I was like, then we have nothing in common here, you know? <laughs> All right, good stuff. Yeah, I'll leave you guys to this. Uh, one thing I hate right now is that extraterrestrials are, like, molesting me every night at 2 a.m., and it's pissing me off. And the one thing I hate about it is that I feel like I'm pregnant right now, right? So it's like I feel like this bad boy is going to come out of my stomach right now any minute. I'm be like, oh, I can't afford you, no. And I have to take him to Golden Gate Park to eat humans, right? All right, my name is Josh Kahn. Thank you. Keep it going for Mauricio. I've been friends with Mauricio a long time. He's a wonderful human being. Uh, so is your next comedian, and his beard is so majestic. Uh, clap your hands for your pent-ultimate open micer tonight. It's Luke Newman! I've been searching, searching, searching for Celine. Am I allowed to hold the microphone? Yeah, you can hold it. Or I mean, it's it's whatever safety measures you want to have, you know? Don't forget to give me two bucks. Okay, you got change. Um, you take uh, Apple Pay? Okay, cool. Yay. So, I did, uh, I did acid the other day. 
Oh, I was hoping that guy was relating, and he did. Cool. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, you can't do anything. We're all locked down and shit, so I did. My plan was just to stay at the house and do acid and do some chores. Um, did not end up getting anything done. I, you know, I had some revelations, but, you know, I did not do any laundry, so... <laughs> It was a good time. It was a good time. Um, I've never uh, had an exorcism performed on me, but I have uh, taken a shit while on acid. So it's <laughs> similar experience, I imagine. Um, and uh, let me tell you something. You haven't lived why until you've uh, discovered that something called the Frobenius Manifold exists. Uh, at the exact moment, a uh, formidable turd is uh, exiting your <laughs> anus. Um, what else is going on? Acid, drugs, cool. Um, fucking, uh, you know, I'm depressed. Every now and then, you know. From time to time, when I watch the news, um, but uh, I also have uh, OCD, so it balances. They balance each other out, you know, because I'll be sitting there at the at the house, you know, I'll see a pillow on the couch slightly askew, you know, I'll be like, oh, I gotta, I gotta like fix that, make it right, you know. Then I'll be like, uh, well, what's the point, you know? And then, uh, you know, it works itself out. You know. Um, what else? I got a friend. Anybody else got a friend? At least one. I got a friend. One of my friends is. Uh, I was talking to him. He's he was talking about his friend, and he's like, "Yeah, my my friend. He's a dog person." I was like, "What? Dog person? It's crazy. It's crazy, man." Let me see a let me see a picture. <laughs> That's wild. Um, uh, okay, so here's a joke. I got a joke. Um, a, a rabbi, a penguin, what and what else? Who else? And a concubine <laughs> walk into a bar. Bartender guy, bartender goes, uh, how how old are you guys? I'm like, or uh, 21. He's like, let me see some ID. They give him their ID. He's like, no, oh, these I IDs are fake. Get the hell out of here. So they they leave the bar. They go to the next bar. A bar uh, rabbi, a uh, what was it? A penguin, and a concubine walk into the next bar. They go into the bar like uh, the bartender's like, oh, how old are you guys? They're like, over oh, 21. He's like, let me see some ID. Show me ID. Oh, these are fake. Get out of here. And so they they leave the bar. They go into the next bar. Anyway, it's a it goes on like that <laughs> for a while. It's a it's a, a never-ending joke. Okay, thank you guys.
just a second, but I was gonna do my dirty jokes up here because I don't get to do my I don't get to do them outside for my clean one. Hey everybody, I have advanced degrees and I talk about them all the time and everybody tells me to shut up about them, but I'm sad because I wanted to be a college professor and they wouldn't let me because I would have fucked all of my students. I would have had sex with every single 25 year old. That's exactly, oh, you're a poetry student? You are romantic and have a heart? Yes, I'd like to have sex with you. No, no one else is into guys. Cool, that's awesome. A comedian told me the other day that I look really maternal and no one wants to fuck their mom. And I said, what about your stepmom? Like I think that's like a trope in porn now. I don't know how that works. It's nice. I was just wondering in all that porn, are the women really stepmoms or just really good actresses? Nope. <laughs> I, don't, I know, I'm just wondering about porn. I'm not a mom. I'm not, never have been a mom. I did have my first abortion in 1995. 25 years ago, I had an abortion and I only have one regret. Uh, and it's that I didn't keep the kid so I could be fucking his friends. <laughs> I could be fucking my dead son's friends right now. So I have some regrets about my first abortion, you know? Seriously, in high school, here's the crazy thing. I'm exactly the same size I was in high school. I still can fit into my cheerleading costumes. I can still do this. Yes, I mean, come on. No one's gonna click and clap for that? None of you can do that. I'm older than every single person in the room and none of you can do this. None of you. Okay, Nathan, but mine's still higher. And you're a baby, look at that. It's crazy, right? Okay, you've got it, she does yoga, fine. Can you do the splits? Fuck you guys. I'm older than all of you and I can do incredible things. Here's the same thing. I'm the same size as I was in high school and no one wanted to fuck me then either. All right? I was wearing a cheerleading costume. No one's got a fetish, nobody can still fit into said cheerleading costumes. None of you have fetishes, that's fine. Nathan, you missed the really good joke about uh, fucking my dead abortion children's friends. That's a good joke. Well, no, it, it was, I'm gonna tell it again just for Nathan. I had my first abortion in 1995, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that's a 25, that's 25 years ago I had an abortion. And the only regret I have about it is, is that I didn't have the kids so I could be fucking his friends. <laughs> okay, see, I still, I still think it's funny the second time. It's a good joke. Uh, I have self-esteem issues. I'm also a narcissist. That means that I'm a sociopath. I don't know what that means anymore. It means I am, I am, I'm incredibly insecure. I, I've been masturbating a lot. I actually think that I uh, injured my uh, clitoris. Uh, but I've been masturbating a lot. And my imagination is so vivid. How vivid? Yeah, I, I masturbate to podcasts. <laughs> but that's the thing, I'm a narcissist. So they're my podcasts. <laughs> I'm so clever! <laughs> That's what I always wanted to be known as smart. 
COVID's a weird time to, ha ha to have an e eating disorder, anybody? COVID's a weird time to have an eating disorder. I can't be bulimic anymore because I can't afford it. Like, I don't have a paycheck. I can't buy four times the food and then just waste those calories in the toilet. Who can afford to be bulimic? It's a rich girl's disease. Fucking rich cunt disease. Ooh, I'm just so privileged and nobody loves me enough, so I'm just gonna eat four times the food? Selfish, selfish rich bitches. Seriously, it's the worst. I did it for years, I used to be rich. But so, COVID is an amazing time to be an anorexic, right? Like, I can't afford food. <laughs> uh, and I have all these excuses. Oh, you know, I, I'm not gonna go out and buy food. Like, I'd have to wait in those long lines, you know? Or I just, it's just, it's just too much to leave the house. It's just not safe. And does this mask make me look fat? Also, I'm on food stamps, so I can only afford about half the food anyway, and that's about the money they give me. Okay, yay! Those are my jokes. I'm poor. Um, thanks all for being here and socially distanced. We're gonna move it outside, and um, I'll, yeah, because that's where the outdoor show is, and it's clean, so that's fun. That's why we were in here. Thank you, everybody, for donating. It's really important, because I'm trying to keep the place alive. And uh, you can always donate at mutinyradio.fm. Or no, you can donate online. We have a new GoFundMe. And then there's also just Venmo. So just give me money if you want this place to exist. Yay! And um, thanks, everybody. Move outside. Unless you have alcohol, then don't bring it out. And Because I'm so afraid of the cops and everything else. So, But we're all going to have a really good time. And yay.
Hey, everybody, we're going to start this outdoor clean comedy show in like three minutes. <laughs> so don't gather, but we're going to start it. Yay. We're gonna get started in like a couple minutes. You're all distancing, that's great.
set for outdoor clean comedy here at Mutiny Radio. Yay! I'm gonna turn this up just a tiny bit with our analog stick here. Just turn that up. Pump it up, dude. There we go. All right, it's clean comedy here at Mutiny Radio. Not gathering, distanced from one another. That is absolutely lovely. It, it is clean comedy. I've been studying the Bible because that's PG, right? I figured PG things, the Bible. Anybody like the Bible? Anybody like? People are like, oh, yeah, clean comedy, awesome, hot takes from the Bible. Not all the Bible is as clean as you think, right? Like, it's there's some, there's some dirty poop in there. There's some sick, <laughs> sick things that God has done to his people. Uh, my favorite story that is not, I mean, it, clearly it's clean because it's in the Bible. Clearly it's a PG story. Anybody know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah and Lot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sodom and Gomorrah. I like to compare it to San Francisco a lot, you know, because there are some very sexy, sexy, sinful, bad things happening everywhere. Or they're wonderful. It depends on your perspective, really. What's clean, what's dirt? I mean, right, but here we go. So uh, Lot had a family. They lived in Sodom and Gomorrah where one terrible, wonderful, sinful things were happening. Just, just disgusting, wonderful, not PG, not PG at all, things happening in the Bible. And uh, God was having a little argument with one of his angels, and he was like, well, will you destroy these cities if there's a hundred good people? And they look down, and he's like, hundred people? No, I won't. Well, there's not a hundred people. They get it down to five. They realize Lot's family only has four, so they're going to destroy the place. But they like what God likes Lot, so he sends these two angels to go warn him. Clean, warning them. And they are such pretty angels. Have you guys ever seen an angel? So pretty. These guys are angels. Look at them. They're saving everybody right now. Yay, fire department. Yay. Yeah, non sequitur. Every, every EMT and fire person is incredibly attractive because when you're dying, they better be, right? Like you look up, I have a reason to live now. They're so hot. I love EMTs. So the two angels come, hot, hot angels. Go to Lot. All the people in the town say, wow, we want to do some sexy, inappropriate thing to these angels. And he goes, no, 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 don't do that to them. Do it to my daughters. So he sends his daughters out in the street. This is a PG story, right? It's in the Bible. It's clean, right? Sends his daughters out. Things happen. Uh, anyways, the angels leave, and they're leaving the city, and they say, don't look back. And Lot's wife looks back because she liked crazy sinful sexful things or maybe she just liked her house or she forgot her china maybe she left the oven on not that it mattered because they rained fire and sulfur from the skies to cleanse so lot's wife looks back she turns into a pillar of salt this is the cleanest part right when the two daughters take their dad lot and they think everyone's dead so they take him up to a cave and they get him really really drunk on wine and then they do terrible delicious sexy things to him because they're trying i'm just saying the bible is PG, right? It's clean, right? Nope, just learning about feminism from the Bible. That's all I'm doing. It's just like, what does that say about women? I don't know. Why is that in the Bible? What does it mean? I need a pastor to explain it to me quietly and softly while he touches my feet. Uh, also, in the Bible, every time they mention feet, I believe they're having sexy times. Just next time you look at the Bible. Song of Songs, right? Song of Solomon, it's all very PG, incredibly PG in the Bible. 
All right, this is a clean comedy show. <laughs> I'm in a, yeah. <laughs> that was a clean joke. The Bible is clean, you guys. Knock, knock. Jesus. I know. Did, I don't Who is he? Did he exist? Who, Jesus who? Come on. Bad guy. All right, we've got, uh, we've got hilarious clean comics for you tonight. Uh, you're... First one is, oh, he, he, you don't have to go first. You just showed up. Oh, you look, he looks like a little gnome with his little hat, his little mask. That's so cute. Uh, all right. Uh, Dre, you want to go first? All right, your first comedian. She's an amazing human being. She uh, comes to us. She's, she's here. She's been here a lot. And she can do clean. She can also do filthy, but she's going to do clean tonight. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Drea Myers. Yay! Man, how are we feeling, huh? How's everyone doing? How are we feeling? Yes, I'm going to attempt to do clean comedy. Let's go. <laughs> ah, so I am 6'1". I'm 6'1", you guys. I'm six foot one. Thank you. No applause at all. I grew this myself, and you're not even clapping for me. It's very disappointing. That dog looks scared right now. He's why is his teeth out? Tell him to put his teeth away. <laughs> it's okay, doggy. Um, yes, I'm very tall, you guys. I'm so tall that one time I actually saw a guy use me as a landmark at a concert. Yeah. I was in line to get nachos, and I looked up, and I saw this short little dude coming around the corner on his phone, and he was just like, bro, you don't see me? I got an orange shirt on. All right, uh, I'm by this tall chick. And he was pointing at me like that. Um, I'm like a big old Tina from Bob's Burgers. I'm big and awkward. <laughs> uh, I'm getting older. I'm not quite a cougar. I'm like a young puma. Yes, I'm a young puma without dental insurance. So I'm a saber-toothed tiger. So if you're into that, hit me up. <laughs> um, yes, I am getting older. I, I know I'm getting older because, uh, well, one thing, let's just say one thing. I, going through this pandemic has made me realize one thing, which is older people are not boring, you guys. They're not boring everyone's like older people are so boring they're not boring they've just been through a lot of trauma they've just been through a lot of trauma and they're trying to rest okay <laughs> they're trying to recuperate by the time i'm like 50 years old my nieces and nephews are gonna be like why doesn't andrea want to play and they're gonna be like because she's been through some crap all right let her take a break in her life this is great. Um, this side of the room sucks. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> oh, you like abuse. Okay, what other abuse? <laughs> what other abusive bits do I have? <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of, uh, yeah. Um, what else? So I just moved out here. I was living in Sacramento for like 10 years, and I moved back out here to the Bay. And a crazy thing happened a month after I moved out here, which was I actually fell and broke my leg in three places. Yes. It's this one. Don't look too close at it because it's still crooked. <laughs> ah. uh, <laughs> 
Don't look too close. That's why I wear checkerboard shoes trying to camouflage the crookedness. You know what I mean? Don't look at it. <laughs> Uh, guess how I did it though, you guys. Guess how I broke my leg in three places. Guess. Somebody said bicycle. No, that's a very. Did you just say twerking? Yeah, Damn, like Tina. <laughs> I said I was Tina, and I was like, this bit, this chick broke her leg twerking. Um. <laughs> no, actually, uh, I fainted on Bart, you guys. I fainted on Bart. Yeah, has anyone else fainted on BART before? Anybody else? Yeah, she did. All right. <laughs> Let's form a support group after this. <laughs> I fainted on BART, you guys. And you know what they told me when I went to the ER? She said, I'm too tall to be standing for that long with my arms over my head. <laughs> There's a lot of blood to circulate through this entire organism. So I fainted. I fainted and broke my leg on BART. It was a trip though, because I had just moved out here from Sacramento. So it was a trip like going from being annoyed by the medical emergency on BART to becoming the medical emergency on BART. <laughs> I was like, bruh, it was a trip. I was like, that's what happens when they announce this stuff? It was like being backstage at a comedy show. I was like, oh, that's what happens. Like basically, uh, I fell down, broke my leg. The BART driver came out. He took one look at me. He was like, oh yeah, that's broken. And then they called the EMTs. The EMTs came. They loaded me up on a stretcher. They took me out through the escalator, up through the exit, and they still made me swipe my clipper card on the way out, y'all. <laughs> Can you believe that, man? Cold world, you guys, cold world. I was on crutches for three months, uh, which means this butt cheek got flat as hell <laughs> from not using it. And this butt cheek got super buff from carrying my whole body. So for like three months, I had a lopsided ass, y'all. But then I was like, hey, at least the TNA finally match. You know what I mean? <laughs> they finally line on right up. You know what I'm saying? You string me up correctly, you can hang a flag off of me. I'm like a flagpole, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, so being in the hospital made me realize I'm never going to have children, you guys. I'm never going to have children, ever. I'm never going to have children. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I'm like, one hospital stay is good enough. I'm good. Uh, so I'm never going to have children. Usually people don't cheer, though. Like, if you tell people that in a day-to-day -day conversation, they don't cheer. They usually have to say something back. So they'll usually say one of three things. They'll either be like, oh, honey, you just need to find the right man. Or they'll be like, you're going to change your mind about having kids when you get older. Or they'll be like, it's different when they're your own. I just feel like that's rude, you know? Like, I'm telling you a big life decision. Why are you trying to talk me out of it? I don't talk crap about your Mazda. <laughs> you know? You know what I mean? It's also rude because I would never, never say those same exact three things to all my friends that have kids. Like, what if I went over to my friend's house for lunch and she starts chasing her bratty four-year-old around the house and I just yell out, you just need to find the right man! Or we're like watching this TV and a commercial for like leakage comes on and I'm just like, oh, sh you're going to change your mind about having those kids when you get older. 
or I go to like a Target and I see some ladies like trying really hard not to hit her kid in public. And I'm just like, it's different when they're your own, huh? <laughs> I'll never say that, you guys, because that's rude, damn it. Uh, I'll tell you a little story, though, about nature versus nurture. You guys heard of nature versus nurture? You're either born a certain way or someone raises you to be that way, right? So I think I can apply that to being a comedian. Because um, I've been doing comedian stuff since I was real little. Like, I got suspended on the first day of kindergarten. Yeah. Impressive, right? I got suspended for mooning the class. You guys, mooning the class on the very first day of kindergarten, dude. But the only reason I even know that is because my mom kept the suspension papers in this little box up in the closet and every once in a while she would just bring them down like they were my life's legacy like Drea look what you did this is what you're meant to do you're meant to make an ass out of yourself in front of a crowd all right that's it for me thank you so much clap it up Drea Myers doing clean and being funny at the same time didn't know it's all of the comedians are like uh, testing their resolve as to who can be clean. I just like to stick to the Bible, you know what I'm saying? Everything I know about feminism I learned from two books, right? Esther and Ruth, R right, Ruth. She left her home, she got married, she was in another country, her husband died. She goes with her mother-in-law and then bigger than that, the lesson to be learned is that she listens to her mother-in-law and she marries the old rich fat dude. Yay, thank you Bible, yay, Boaz was rich. And he even says, there's a line where he's like, I have so many younger siblings and brothers and cousins that you chose me. And she's like, I listen to my mother-in-law. You have money. Uh, and then Esther, how did Esther save the entire Jewish people? That's amazing, right? Was she clever? Was she good at puzzles? An amazing orator, nay. She had a hot rack and didn't look Jewy. Like, that's it. <laughs> Her name was Hadassah, and Mordecai's like, let's change that, girlfriend. You can be queen, Esther. Cool. I know the Bible. I just, I just get stoned, and I read it, and I'm like, <laughs> right? And I learn all about feminism and misogyny in the past. It's wonderful. I'm learning so much about the world. And it's clean. The Bible's PG, right? There's a lot of murder and a lot of rape, but it's still PG. It's fine. It's okay. Uh, before I bring up your next comedian, I'll tell you my favorite Bible verse. It's Leviticus 20:12, which is if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. <laughs> I love to be stoned. It's true. It's absolutely true. All right, your next comedian. Where did he go? Oh, it's he's out here. There we are. He's such a funny. He's such a funny guy, you guys. And for such a treat, put your hands together for Orion Levine. Yay! Hey, why don't we give it up for Pam and Muni Radio for having us, huh? This is kind of cool thing we got going on. Yeah. I'm doing pretty good. I'm pretty excited. Uh, I got a birthday coming up. Uh, I'm about to turn 26 years old. I got about a week to catch coronavirus before I'm off my parents' health insurance. <laughs> I'm squeezing every last dollar out of that thing. I got a CAT scan. The doctor's like, what exactly are you looking for? I was like, my money's worth. <laughs> Thank you. That's an old joke. I'm 33. Uh, 
Just kidding, wrote it this morning. I'm 19. Um, <laughs> this is cool, huh? You guys, this is a treat for you guys. You guys get to see, you guys get to come here for free, and you get to see all these up-and-coming rising comedians right before, and I mean right before they quit. That's special. <laughs> That's a special thing we got going on here. Remember when we clapped for Plant Pam? Let's take that back. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> this is a gorgeous crowd, I will say. This has got to be the most gorgeous crowd I've performed for since the pandemic started. But the bar is pretty low. Like the, the other crowd I performed for was just a guy taking a dump on Market Street. <laughs> you guys are hot, though. I'm pretty afraid of confrontation. I can't handle confrontations. I was I once dated this girl for six weeks. She thought my name was Logan the whole time. I didn't know how to break it to her. I just I came up with this plan. <laughs> I was like, I'll just bring her around my friends. I'll have my friends casually drop my name in conversation, but I made the mistake of telling my friends that plan. Now they all call me Logan. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even the most disrespectful thing a woman's called me. Before that, I was dating this older woman, and she insisted on calling me daddy in bed. Yeah, that's an impossible dynamic. I was just like, oh great, now I'm a father and a time traveler? <laughs> Here I was thinking I was just helping you ruin your marriage. Now I'm betraying my own son-in-law? What's going on? <laughs> I said, you're crazy, lady, and this is not the daughter that I raised. <laughs> And then I just left, right in the middle of it, just walked out of there, kissed my grandkids on the way out. <laughs> I'm Jewish, any Jewish people in here? Oh shit, that's more than my synagogue. Uh, that's impressive. <laughs> I am Jewish, I don't really have the Jewish look. I think it's my hair, I have very Christian hair. You know what I mean? Like the last Jew with hair like this invented Christianity. Honestly, I can't blame him. Wouldn't you if you were the only one without sideburns? I'd be like, yeah, I'm the chosen one. <laughs> I was in synagogue, and my rabbi asked me if I ever read the Torah. I was like, no, bro, I'm still working on the prisoner of Azkaban, all right? <laughs> Just kidding. I didn't call him bro. That's disrespectful. I called him Baruch. That's what you call him. It's a hard time to be Jewish. There's only like four of us. <laughs> Lots of anti-Semitism, right? You know about that. Like even my washing machine is like Jew, 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 Jew. Yeah, that's my worst joke. Uh, I just had to get it out. What's up with the? What's up with? What's up with my dad? You guys notice this? What's going on with him? <laughs> Why does my dad only communicate via voicemail? What's up with that? It's not even normal voicemails. My dad leaves voicemails like it's the 80s, you know? Like he's testing the technology. <laughs> he only, <laughs> my dad, when my dad leaves voicemails, he only gives me information I have readily available on my phone, you know? It'd be like, hey son, it's me, your dad. <laughs> Just calling you, it's about 2.30 p.m. on May 3rd, Wednesday. Weather is fair, high of 72, low of 63. Anyways, give me a call back at 862-5204. <laughs> 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 a 
Again, that's 862-5204. It's your dad. Love you. <laughs> I didn't even know he could text me until my voicemail box was full. <laughs> even then, he wrote it like a letter. He was like, dear son, <laughs> it's me, your dad. <laughs> my parents had three kids. My parents had three kids. That's a, that's a lot of kids. I would do, I could maybe do one cat, you know? I would do one cat. Because with a cat, it's the safe option. With a cat, there's like a 0% chance it's going to pursue a career in hip-hop. <laughs> but with a child, that's a 33% chance, according to my little brother. <laughs> my little brother's a rapper. He's a white rapper, in case you don't know how brotherhood works. Uh, white rappers are a lot like black golfers, and that only one comes to mind. Not only is my brother a rapper, he's also a conspiracy theorist. My family's freaking out about it. They want him to change. I actually want him to pursue his dreams because they make mine seem more reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot easier to tell your parents you want to be a comedian when your brother's mixtape is called The Illuminati is for show. <laughs> I feel like I'm the dumb friend in my friend group. Don't laugh at that, please. <laughs> I do. My friends are very, they're intellectual, you know? They're, they they want to they debate about shit. They're like, fuck Trump or abolish the prison industrial complex. And I'm just like, what exactly are ferrets? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know they're lizards, but what kind? <laughs> screw Trump. I meant to say screw Trump. Just kidding. I love him. Ah, uh, just kidding. Uh <laughs> I'm an adult now. I'm not prepared for adulthood at all, all right? I bought a briefcase because that felt appropriate. Turns out that's just a really quick way to learn that you don't have any important documents. <laughs> so I've just been walking around with an eighth of weed in my birth certificate. <laughs> <laughs> I like to get high. Anyone else like to get high? Yeah. Yeah, just the comedians, cool. Uh, <laughs> and this lady, you should start doing comedy. She's next. Uh, I get high every single day right before I go to work. Not because I want to, but because I got high on the first day. So now for continuity purposes. <laughs> I don't want them to think something's up. You know, if I show up sober, they'll be like, wait a minute. Why is this guy all of a sudden a terrific asset to this company? <laughs> I do work with kids. Um, I used to think I wanted to work with kids until I actually started working with kids. Now I'm pretty sure I would like to kill a kid. <laughs> That's extreme. I don't want to kill a kid, but if I came across one dying, <laughs> I might just watch, you know what I mean? I <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know what to tell you, Tristan. Maybe you should have respected my authority a little more. <laughs> my first job was at Wingstop. You know, you know what my official job title was at Wingstop? It was Wing Specialist. What kind of patronizing-ish is that? <laughs> right? Don't call me a Wing Specialist. Give me a better job title. How about the Wing King? I don't know. The Chancellor of Chicken? I'm just spitballing. 
I was ashamed. I was ashamed to work there. I never told my parents. I was I was too ashamed. I told them this is the lie I came up with. I told them I was an aircraft engineer. It just came out. <laughs> and they believed me, which is crazy, but that is the power of a briefcase. <laughs> but that lie caught up to me really quickly. They started asking me for help on their cars. I don't know anything about cars. I was just like, "Ah, you know, I'm uh, really more of a wing specialist actually." Uh, I used to think the worst thing you could ask somebody is is what their weight is until I asked somebody what their goal weight is. <laughs> I am in an open relationship. Anyone else here in an open relationship? Cool. Nobody is going to have sex with me. Uh, <laughs> I was really excited about the open relationship at first. I was like, wow, I'm going to have a lot of sex. But now it's like, wow, she's having a lot of sex. <laughs> And look, it is not a competition, but I am losing significantly, all right? <laughs> no one is keeping score, but it, it is 4-0. <laughs> My girlfriend dates a very specific type of dude. It's always like a manly man, you know, a guy who can fix things. And that's just not me, but that's all right. There's, there's three types of men in this world. There's men who fix things. There's men who pay other men to fix things. And there's men who let their girlfriends have sex with men who can fix things. <laughs> I'm not complaining, all right? I depend on these guys. I told her. I was like, you better not screw things up with Alan. We got a big move coming up. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm Orion Levine. Thank you so much. Keep it going for Orion Levine. That was great. The wing specialist. It's perfect. Thank you. Uh, yay. I also, I also uh, like to get high. Anyone ever uh, gotten so high they forget how their own shower works? Right? It's hot, it's cold, it's like Airbnb in your own home. How does this shower work? Why is all this cat litter on the floor? Like, I'm paying a lot for this place. I have, I have a lot of cats. All right, your next comedian has a dog. Yeah, yeah it is. She has a dog, he's wonderful, uh, his name's Mister. She's also an amazing comedian, and her name is Rachel Pinson. Put your hands together, yay! Hey, it's me. I, I think it's great, like, doing this comedy show with all the masks on. It's like you can't really tell if people are audibly laughing, but if they're wearing glasses, it fogs up. That's nice. All these COVID times, everyone's like, hey, stock up on toilet paper. Stock, he's really friendly. Stock up on toilet paper. Stock up on toilet paper. Okay, I got a bunch of toilet paper, but nobody prepared me for how quickly I was going to go through batteries. You know? Because I'm, I'm lonely. Okay. It's a good time to break up with like a, a clingy boyfriend, you know? You're like, hey, six feet, six feet at least, or a hundred yards, because that's what the court said. I don't know why it didn't work out. Like we quit drinking together, you know? And I started drinking alone. I thought that was a good compromise. I used to date a bunch of losers to try to disappoint my parents, but then I realized that I am a strong, independent, disappointment to my parents and I don't need a man to help me with that you know I'm a feminist he's a good boy my mom says that someday I would meet a really good really loyal boy and here he is you know all I had to do was neuter him it's great like but he's been chasing after every ball he sees ever since I don't know if there's a correlation there I'm from the Midwest actually I'm from Ohio and there's nothing west about it but nobody believes me when I say that I'm Middle Eastern, you know? I was raised by like two lesbian parents and like here it's all cool, but there they're like, 
oh, two moms. That's weird. Was it rough? Like, no, dude. Like, not until you asked me that question. Was it weird? But here, it's a different concern. They're like, oh, the Midwest. That's weird. Was it rough? Like, yeah, it was weird. We didn't even have an ocean. We just had a lake you can set on fire. That doesn't even count as water, if you ask me. Have you guys heard about the war on drugs? Yeah, I lost a few good men to the war on drugs, you know? George, Andrew, a couple Benjamins, a whole Jackson 5 one night. That was rough. My mom was really protective. She didn't let me join the Girl Scouts because of perverts. That's all she said, perverts. And I'm like, okay, you really believe strongly in that. And she wouldn't let me do any like school fundraisers. So I really wanted to go to Washington, D.C. That was like a sixth grade school trip. We all go to Washington, D.C. And I couldn't do any of the fundraisers, but she told me that if I came up with the money on my own, I could go. And my dad said he would match every dollar. So my sister, who was like a pillhead junkie, like came up to me and was like, hey, I know Grandpa gave you $5, because that was his way of showing affection, you know? And if you let me borrow that $5, I'll double it next month when I get paid. I'm like, okay. So the next month, I got $10. The next month, I got $20. The next month, I got $40. And then $80. And I was able to go to Washington, D.C. You know, it was cool. The, who really paid for that trip? Was it me, my sister, or the CIA, you know? Like, I'm going to Washington, Mom. No perverts there. Right? Something like that. I have a dog. Well, there's lots of dogs here. I want to tell you guys a story. Are you into it? Are you into it, hearing stories? All right. I had a golden retriever dog once that adopted a kitten, brought a kitten to our doorstep, and was like, this is part of our pack now. And we're like, okay. I guess we'll raise this kitten. But this kitten went crazy. This kitten started attacking people. It was out for blood one day. It, like, chased my little sisters out of the house. It chased my stepmom into the laundry room. She didn't know what to do. She locked herself in there, and she called the cops and was like, 911, what's your emergency? She's like, this cat. This cat's going crazy. It's trying to kill me. And they're like, how old are you? Like, I don't know what that has to do with anything. I'm 56, and this cat is trying to kill me. How big is the cat? Like seven pounds, right? So they send a cop over, and then the cat starts attacking the cop. He runs into the, the laundry room with my stepmom, and he calls for backup. He calls for backup on the seven-pound cat. Like, I'm not even making that up. And, like, I'm really disappointed because I know that that is not the cat that my dog raised. You know, <laughs> I'm really approachable. I have like the opposite of a resting bitch face. You know, like I see some of you have resting bitch face. I have the opposite. I have like, I have like a resting helpful lady face, and it sucks, dude. Strangers just constantly put their trust in me, even if they shouldn't. Like, hey, do you know how to get to the Civic Center? I'm like, I don't even know where the fuck I'm going, dude. But all right, go here, turn a left. Can you answer riddles? Because that guy under the bridge is a troll. He's going to tell you where to go from here, you know? I can't sit alone on public transportation because I look like a kindergarten teacher, and people feel safe. They just sit down right next to me no matter what they smell like. It sucks. But I think the worst case of helpful lady face I've ever had was when I was at a concert. True story. And this guy just hands me their baby and says, will you take her? She's scared scared she's about to be more scared you think i'm not gonna sell that fucking baby dude like 
What's that worth, like $10,000? Like maybe 30000 if it's like a blonde baby? I'm trying to afford rent in the Bay Area. You know, don't just hand me your fucking baby. Sorry. Oh, no, sorry. Oh, I did three F-bombs. Okay, sorry. I'm not clean. Rachel Pinson. I'm sorry. If you do the F-bombs, I have to call you off. I'm sorry. She did three of them. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, neighbors. I'm sorry. We're really trying to keep it clean because we want to be clean. And uh, for the neighbors, because there are children in the neighborhood and we're trying to be good people and good community, part of the community. So thank you. We're going to keep it clean. Comics, comics. I know it's so hard. It's such a challenge. It really is. Like all my material, I went through all of it and I was like, what do I have? I have Bible stuff. Yeah, that's about it. Uh, (laughs) I had a dream that Bjork was my therapist and I looked up at her and I said, why doesn't my mom love me? And she said, your uterus is made of clouds, and the polar bear only steps in the same river once. Don't let poets lie to you. Like, four people know who Bjork is. That's a really good view. If anyone knows who Bjork is, I'm like, it's the one impression I can do, and it's clean. That's good. Cool. Oh, your dog looks so mean, but I know he's so sweet. Like, he looks really mean, but I'm sure he's just the nicest. Wow. <laughs> You should does how he has more Instagram followers than I do. I'm sure of it. I'm absolutely a hundred percent sure. <laughs> that dog is so cute. All right, your next comedian. Uh, he's so cute too. He's just a doll. He is all the way from Chicago and other places and here and everywhere else. Put your hands together for Aaron Atkins. Yay! Hello, hello, hello. Hey, look at all these comedy fans, man. Holy crap, give yourselves a hand. We got all these comedy fans, yeah. Guys like comedy? Well, my parents divorced this Sunday. Ha 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 ha, right? <laughs> Hilarious. That's just true. My, like, my dad told me the other day, I was like, what are you gonna do for food now? He's like, Burger King has that two for five deal. All I gotta do is figure out lunch. Two wa- he had a Whopper for dinner, and the next day he opened up his fridge, 8 a.m., balls deep in another Whopper. That's my that's half of my genes. And I wish I had, I wish I had some kind of support system too. Like all I have are these strangers here. I tried to tell my friend, I was like, hey man, my parents got divorced this Sunday. He was like, that's an L. <laughs> yeah, it's an L, dude. It's an L. So I'm looking for alternate ways to express myself. Um, I don't like comedy anymore. I have instead prepared. Uh, a dance. Hit it, Pam. This dance is about divorce. Turn it way up. Turn it way up. Turn it way up. Bring me the drywall. Bring me the drywall. Bring me that drywall. Take that! Alright, cut it for real. Great. Uh, Bathrooms are insane, huh? You guys ever used a bathroom before? 
We're just not even going to touch it. We're not even going to transition. This is the second time my parents are getting separated. The first time was because I was, quote, unquote, doing heroin. Um, that's what they tell me. Yeah, I know. When I, I would have gotten away with the two more if you meddling social workers. Whenever I, whenever I <laughs> bring it up, I, I was really going to get away with it. Like, fools didn't believe me. Because I don't look like I was on heroin, right? I look like I was on Glee. But you can do, you can do both, dude, like Cory Monteith. Every now and then there's a joke that's just for you, you know, where people like, oh, that's for me. <laughs> Feels good. Met a lot of really fun people through drugs. Um, like I went to rehab when I was 17 and my first roommate was my best friend. He was also a heroin addict and I was like, he's like, hey man, don't listen to these guys, all right? Cause you can do heroin and still live a perfectly healthy life. I was like, how? Bro, just eat right, exercise every day, do a little bit of heroin. My buddy lived for like two years. So that's great, man. By then I'll be old enough to drink. <laughs> that's awesome. There was also another fool that was like in that same group, like, why am I here? Why am I here? Because I'm a master manipulator. That's why. And it's like, your parents forced you to be here, so obviously not. You're obviously at least a little bad at it. <laughs> or else. Um, God, I really do have bathroom material, so let's get into it. You guys ever go pee? Give it up if you ever peed. Standing ovation for peeing. Um, I like to pee. Uh, I think peeing is like a 45-second sneeze. It just feels good, you know, just that release, right? Yep. One time I was at a bathroom. Anyone here ever been to a bathroom? <laughs> Bathrooms. There's like this row of three urinals, and I use the middle one because I'm a sociopath, and this fool like comes up to the one right next to me, and we're both drunk as shoot. And he comes up and he goes like this. He just goes. <laughs> and I'm like hilarious, right? Like I'm very naturally funny and fun to be around. So I was like, oh, I'm going to like say something funny to this guy. And I was like, you having fun there? Hilarious, right, hilarious. And he looks at me and he goes like this. He says, um. Finished peeing. That was it. He didn't say anything to me. I'm back to being the weird one again. Like, oh, your parents got divorced. Um, <laughs> everybody knows. Does anybody else have divorced parents? Woo! We're in this together, dude. Did anybody else's dad get one of those, like, fully carpeted apartments with the vertical blinds? You know what I'm talking about? Hell yeah. One of the first purchases my dad was like, I'm going to get a carpeted toilet seat cover. You go, Dad. I don't know how he's going to feed himself. His fridge is one jar of sweet relish and half a bottle of brisk iced tea. Once again, half my jeans. I should have known it was coming, too, because when I came home, like, I, I don't live here anymore. I, I live in Chicago. I came back for a break. And the first time he seen me in, like, two years, he was like, oh, sorry, Aaron. I thought you were your mother. I was about to ignore you. <laughs> yeah. My dad's <laughs> half my jeans. All right. Um, what else here? Um, fun fact about my family: I was both my parents are vegans. I was uh, I was raised vegan. That's that's why I look like how NPR sounds. Um, <laughs> what an awful thing to do to a child! Like artificially create your own David Sedaris from scratch, you know, with like a New Yorker tote bag and some aioli. What's aioli? Mayonnaise? Aioli. 
All right, this is the part of the show where we're winding down here. Everyone's relaxed. I'd like to play a little game called uh, Is It Gay Porn? Or Is It Kung Fu That I Slowed Down? So what I'm going to do here <laughs> is I'm going to play you a little clip. I want you to tell me, is this gay porn or is it just Kung Fu that I slowed down a little bit? Gay porn, kung fu. Tell me what you think. Kung fu. Kung fu. Kung fu. Kung fu. You're all wrong. It's a straight guy deadlifting. Thank you. <laughs> That's political satire right there, folks. That's cutting. You guys like politics? Yeah, you want to hear my impression of a libertarian? All right, all right, all right. How is that racist? Thank you. Um, <laughs> that's about all I got on that. Um, yeah, I guess I'll just, uh, you know, I figured out today, um, just doing some stand-up here, I realized that, like, all you have to do to be funny, like, all you have to really do is just be mad all the time, you know? Like, I'll, I'll do some crowd. Where, where, are you, where are you from? Where are you from? I hate Orange County! Yeah, Orange County sucks. Smells like fart over there. <laughs> yeah, we hate that. Name something else. Name anything. I hate. Uh, oh wow, you're smart of me. I hate people that outsmart me on my own stage. <laughs> it's hard to do this without cussing too. I just want to curse you out and be like, shoot, do I even have one good joke to end on? Okay, here I do. I do. Okay, here we go. Okay, so. My roommate in college, uh, so a lot of people don't know this about me, right? But I love Jewish culture. Yeah, I just love it. Love Jewish culture. My roommate in college, he was from Israel. He was from Tel Aviv. He's telling me all about it. I was like, wow, man, this place is incredible. I can't believe it. But, you know, um, I was able to take a trip this summer. And I, you know, when I got off the plane, I took a walk in the park. And I said, damn, this place is real. Thank you. I'm your headliner, Aaron Atkins. Have a great night. Aaron Atkins, everyone. Yay. Uh, hey, Jack. We'll have you do five. Uh, okay, cool. More. Uh, knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own door. Thank you. It's the precept of feminism, I think. I don't know. A lot of women uh, burned bras and read books in the 70s so I could talk about my butthole on stage. Uh, <laughs> cool. It actually looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. It's meaty. I'm old. It's just what happens. Uh, hey, your last comedian of the night. He's going to do a clean five. I'm so excited to see him. Put your hands together for Jack Ferguson. Yay! I didn't know I was going up, and I just ate an entire bag of Takis, so my mouth is on fire. <laughs> Are my teeth red? Fucking good. That's <laughs> that's because I'm a professional. Let's get right into it. Um, what do I want to get into? <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm. Do you guys, do you guys ever have like an ex that won't leave you alone after you break up with them? Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. I can relate to you because I donated to the Wikipedia Foundation in fifth grade, and the founder has been emailing me every week for the last 10 years. I'm worried about him, too. I just read you, I'll read you the last three subject lines of, uh, this is Jimmy Wales, founder of Wikipedia, the last three subject lines of the emails he sent to me. The first one is just, they told me I'd regret it, was the first one. 
then two consecutive emails that just say, I'm running out of time. And then the third one says, my final email. <laughs> so <laughs> if anybody knows Jimmy Whale, I mean, I think he's okay. You didn't have to take that seriously. If anybody knows the guy who founded Wikipedia, reach out maybe. Um, he's not okay. <laughs> we get another person. I'm bipolar, guys. I am bipolar, so don't clap too loud because I might freak out. <laughs> it's happened before. Uh, People feel bad for you when you tell them you're bipolar. You shouldn't. Uh, you know, like, there's lots of advantages. You guys have to take pills to get high. All I have to do is stop taking pills. <laughs> Mania is nature's cocaine, baby. <laughs> ka -chow. I do take pills for it. I take lithium. I keep it in my car. The other day, a deranged homeless person broke into my car and stole my lithium. And it's ironic, because I think he thought they were opiates. He was trying to get high, but instead he just became mentally stable, you know? <laughs> His final crime was just getting his shit together. Um, people say weird shit to you, too, when you tell them you're bipolar. They're like, you're bipolar? Oh, Russ, yeah, people say weird things to you when you tell them you're bipolar. I didn't even need to use that one. Uh, they're like, oh, I have a friend who I think is bipolar. And you're like, really, is he diagnosed? And they're like, no, he's just, uh, you know, he's just mean to everyone. There was a swear word in there, but I couldn't use it. <laughs> it's like, damn, dude, that's being mean to everyone. That's not even a symptom, you know? Maybe the reason he's mean to you is because you keep telling everyone he's bipolar. Can I talk about sex? Oh, there, oh, the mic's going in and out. Can I talk about sex? Is that clean? Yeah. I just broke up with my girlfriend. Not really a two-year-old joke, but I just broke up with my girlfriend, and uh, she was really loud in bed. Or at least that's what all my friends told me. <laughs> Screw you, Karen. Uh, that's <laughs> it's not actually her name. It's just topical. Uh, when we broke up, we really got into it. She was like, Jack, you. every time I was with you, you were so bad in bed. Every time I was with you, I was faking it. It's like, well, maybe the reason I was so bad in bed is because every time we were together, you gave me false feedback about how good I was, you know? Like, I'm no expert, but I'm pretty sure if I'm trying to learn how to sing, and every time I sing for you, you pretend to lose control of your legs, <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna get a little arrogant, you know? I'm going to walk away from that thinking that I'm better than I am, you know? And yeah, maybe I don't know how to find your clitoris, but don't you? Can't you just point it out, you know? <laughs> like, if you went down on me and you started sucking anything else, I would get vocal about it. Unless it felt good. I went to a dark place after that, too. I had to stop watching porn. Uh, and, you know, once you get to the German stuff, that's how you have to know when to quit. <laughs> once, they, once they start speaking in East, Ger East European languages, that's typically a good sign. Uh, I didn't know why those videos existed, like those really crazy porn videos. But then someone told me, they were like, you know, Men think about porn the way that dogs think about food. Like, have you ever seen a dog eat something in order to find out if it was edible? Like, see a piece of cardboard on the ground and being like, oh, I can eat that. Swallow it and be like, no, I can't eat that. <laughs> that's the way men think about porn. Like, I'll see a video and be like, I don't know if that's hot. But there's only one way to find out. <laughs> 
And then if I get that weird, uh, gross feeling in my stomach after I'm done, that's how I know that it was hot. And I did like it. <laughs> All right. Thank you. I'm Jack Ferguson. Good night. Thank you to Pam. We did it. We stayed clean. Because I have no idea how hard it is for these comedians who say really filthy things all the time. I'll, I'll close on one little uh, feminist joke that I enjoy very much. I don't like to call myself a feminist because I feel like it's a dirty word these days. But I have to call myself that because what are the other words? You know, language is political. I'm a person or a female or a huge man. I mean, we're all people. I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. <laughs>